And we're back with episode of the MDM Podcast, a late night edition. Trevor, we're a couple days out from opening day. The final four were today. MLB and NHL season, excuse me, NBA and NHL season continue to go along with the seasons. The best time of the year sports-wise. How you doing, man? I'm doing good, man. And it really is. you got a great game going on here right now. Gonzaga and UCLA. Right, we're in overtime uh, right now. 85-83 Gonzaga. We'll keep you updated as we go on. Now 87-83. Yeah, you go. you're ahead of me. You're ahead of me by a few seconds. There you go. Yeah, Gonzaga's a four-point lead now. Go ahead. Sorry. So, yeah, just a, just a great time. Right. And we had opening day just a few days ago. I got to ask you, how was your opening day? It was good. Very good. I'd like to have baseball back. Uh, well, it wasn't great with the Yankee stuff. That wasn't fun. No. The way the Yankees played opening day was, I mean, is, we're not, we're not going to break down the Yankees opening day game. We'll talk about today's game. But, obviously, opening day, the inability to, to get runs in, with runs in scoring position, 0 for 9 runs in scoring position was absolutely ridiculous. And this kind of ties into the game today. It's only two games in, and of course you don't want to overreact. I'm already tired of Jay Bruce's stupid face. I can't stand the guy already. He got a big hit that uh... He did. I'll, I'll give him that. But before that, he starts 0 for 7. Today, this is what bothered me. He has the entire left side of the infield open. They were playing with three infielders. They put four outfielders behind Oldham in the outfield. He was playing with three infielders all on the first base side. All he's got to do is bunt the ball up the third baseline. It's a double. Like, this is common sense. He's probably not a good punter, first of all. But you know, to make so up for that, so poke it the other way, do something. He, he, but he, to make up that, he did have a big hit. And by the way, he did have a nice play at first base defensively. Sure, sure, of course. The, the great hit. The Mike Ford needs to be on the team instead of him. It's not fair to Mike really? Ford, who has all all he's done was hit in the minor leagues in the small time he's been up here. Yeah, has been great. You showed your promise though. I feel like Mike Ford deserves to be on the team over Jay Bruce. And this is coming from me. I love Jay Bruce all well, spring training. I, I think there's one thing that Bruce has an advantage that Ford doesn't. Major Bruce can play the outfield. Oh, that yeah. too. That's fine, yeah. I was, I was going to say major league experience. He can play left and right. He can play left and right. And he's experienced. And the guy is proven in the major leagues. And I'm not saying, you know, to be fair to Mike Ford, you know, he has had a lot of time in the major leagues. So, you know, you know and he had a rough time at last year. Before you had a good time, so we don't. I mean, Bruce is proven. Ford is not proven. He's a wild card. But they already have two backup outfielders on the roster. If Mike Ford is being held off because he's a third out, or excuse me, he's going to be a fifth outfielder. Because you still have Talkman and Gardner there, who are only outfielders. It's it's not like Jay Bruce is on the team to be outfield depth. They have plenty of that. No, I think the reason why the Ford is not with the team is because they simply think he's not as good. Who's That's that? What I think Ford. The Yankees. They don't think Ford's good. Is that what you said? Sorry. Yeah, they think Bruce is better than Ford. Obviously, I, I agree with you that Bruce is better than Ford. He's a, he's, he's had a great track record in the major leagues. but And this is just me overreacting two games. I understand that. In the long run, who cares? But I, to me, I'd rather see Mike Ford up in the major leagues right now over Jay Bruce. Hey, he did get a big hit today. Right. You know? I, 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 I completely understand that. So, um, yeah. And, and it, it too is, I think for Bruce, for outfield depth, because... I think it's big because I, you know, eventually there's probably going to be an injury in the outfield. But you have two of the outfields in the roster. 
between Judge and Stanton, there's going to be an injury. But you you also have Talkman and Gardner there, and and Wade apparently yeah. will play outfield. Mm-hmm. Do you think Bruce stays with this team for the year? No, I don't. I think if there's an injury, especially if he plays like this. I think if there's an injury, he could stay. If Maybe. there's injury problems. But he's here till I think at least May until Voigt comes back. When Voigt's not here, when when Voigt comes back, I don't see why Bruce would hang around. There's no one from the unless play. There's, unless there's another injury. But where would he play? Well, I'll give you this for example. Let's just say we have judges injured and Talkman's injured. Obviously, yes. But if the team is fully healthy, he's then he's out. out. Yeah. But you're right. You you have to plan for these injuries. I understand that because it's gonna happen. Yes. I agree with that. Well, between judges and it will happen. Yes. So I, I... Here comes UCLA. They missed the jumper. Still a two point game. It's not one thirty five left. All right, so yeah, we're zeroing in on this game. We'll, we'll, we're gonna pause with the opening day. I mean, then we're, we can we can hang around with it. I'm just, I, I don't want to miss this. We got one thirty left. Well, it's a timeout, I think. And, and we're going. Let's say we're going to commercial. All right. So back to the opening day stuff. We'll 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 go in little pieces because we're gonna have to stop and talk about the the final four game. But by the way, how about the first the the first final four game, snooze fest. Yeah, was uh, not competitive. Baylor, yeah, Baylor just uh, really took it to yeah. you know. Uh, and it wasn't competitive all day. And you gotta give Baylor a lot of credit for all they've been through this year with the COVID stuff. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, uh, and they're back. You know, they're gonna be. That's it. Very. They're gonna be tough in the championship right. game. And going into tournament, I thought there was one team that could be on the same court as Gonzaga. That was Baylor. And that was, you know, not, we know, we're about a minute and whatever away from having that happen. Yeah. So, yeah, we, we could do a little more on opening day before we have to talk about this. Um, Corey Kluber today made his debut. And it wasn't anything pretty, but what it showed you was that Corey Kluber still has a little left in the tank. Like I said, it wasn't pretty. He gave him five hits, two, he couldn't get out of the fourth inning. Which, well, first start of the year, I give him a pass. He's going to have to get two or three starts, especially since he's only thrown like 35 innings in the last two years. He's going to get... We're going to have to get warmed up. I completely understand that. But what I saw from Corey Kluber today is he still has some gas left in the tank. Well, to be fair, you talk about that pitch guy. He did not get any help from his defense in the first inning. No. And uh, the, so, the defense the whole game, or the entire time he's been in there. I'll tell you why in a second. Go ahead. Yeah, so he did not get help any from his defense today, mm-hmm. which was uh, a problem. But, you know, you only like you have two runs, and arguably it should have been less than two runs. It should have been maybe at least one. Right. Uh, I thought he had a real solid outing. The defense had a little, you know, held a little bit. You could have maybe made it through six. Right. So I, I, I think the Yankees. I think it was a really good sign from from Kluber today's out. I think it was. I think it was a really good sign for the Yankee fans to show that this guy still has something. Right. And you mentioned the defense. So we two things. I'm Labor Torres is, is, continues to well, a three from Gonzaga there. Five point game now, a minute yeah. ago. Uh, Torres is probably not going to be the shortstop going forward after this year. Because, I, again, it's two games, don't want to overreact. But it is clear to me that he is not a shortstop. And I think you can agree. I think most people can agree. It just yeah. doesn't seem right for him at shortstop. Who would you put at short? I would, love them to, I would have loved for them to sign like an Angleton Simmons this year. Well. This year, they've, he's, say, they all, it's all they got. And you got to stay with it. Well, I can tell you this. You know, if there was ever a time they needed a shortstop, you know, next winter would be it. Because there's so right. many shortstops. Right. Well, that's the, you're absolutely right on that. But you're right. Defense and help. First inning, Clint Ferrier drops an easy fly ball in shallow left field. And don't blame his son because the Blue Jay players were able to do it 
pretty easily. This film didn't seem to bother them, but it bothered Clint Frazier. Yeah, you know, you know me. I've been saying the whole winter. I question Clint Frazier's defense. You know who makes that whole... play? You know who makes that play? Judge make that play. No, someone else who happens to be on the team right now. Who I was screaming and, and, and ranting for this entire offseason. He's on the team. No, he's, he's on another team. team. He's on another team. Michael Brantley. Michael Brantley makes that play. I just, I just want to say that Michael Brantley obviously makes that play. But you, but you for a whole season, well, you know, Frazier's got to have a bat. But if you were to say Brantley, how just could you get a bat? I think I would have traded for Frazier for a better pitcher. They could have yeah, been in the mix I, I, for I for Darvish. That. They could have been in the mix for one of those guys. I would have accepted that. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Frazier didn't help him out. Easy fly ball should have gotten that. And Gary Sanchez, I know he's he's two home runs. Absolutely love what I've seen from Gary Sanchez at the plate through two games of the year. Absolutely love. He looks extremely comfortable. Taking pitches looks great in the box, but this game, easy let a couple. Are they the, the the score is cold on wild pitches? I don't think so. The ball where Danny Jansen takes third base, the, the, they call that a wild pitch. That is a pass ball. Ball moves two feet away from Gary Sanchez. Let's Danny Jansen take third. Also, he's at Marcus Semien stole steal two bases on him. Last I checked, Marcus Semien is not Brock Holt. Excuse me, Lou Brock in his prime. Don't steal that many bases. And the throw to Glaber Torres, I believe it was the yeah. the fourth inning where Gary spikes the ball in the dirt. That was not acceptable for Gary Sanchez. And I know Glaber Torres probably should have made that play. But I'll give you this one. I'll do you one better. Gary Sanchez should not spike that ball in the dirt. Yeah. You know, his uh, defense is, is not, not good, you know. It's very, very questionable to say at least. I'll, I'll, I will give him credit, though. His picturing today was tremendous. Yeah, and, and his offense was done really good. He, 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 he's had a good start to the season, you know. He said put some good passes in the balls, a couple got out. You know, he, 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 you know. I don't know if it's going to last. It's only been two games, but he did have a good start. Right. And Trevor, I'll stop you here. we got 15 seconds to go. UCLA has it down two. 12 seconds. I can't see the players. They're beyond the three-pointing arc to the right side. That's uh, number three. Drives in, jumper, no good. Up again, it's good. Three seconds to go. Gonzaga has it. Three, two, one from half court. It's good! Oh, it's good! Gonzaga hits the half court! Oh, my God! 31, you know, I was ahead of you. I didn't say anything. I want to spoil it for you. Who was that? I think that was Suggs who made the three. Oh, my God. Suggs who was injured and comes back. Hits the half quarter with a buzzer beater. Oh, my God. What a way to end it. Gonzaga's going to that championship. Oh, my God. Yeah, I, I, I was ahead of you, and I knew it went in. I didn't want to spoil it for you. I didn't say anything. Oh, my God. And that was some play by UCLA. I can't see number three. He misses the floater, goes in there, and hits the layup. And just in front of the half-court line, yeah. Suggs hits the th- game-winning three. Wow. Instant classic. I'm happy we're here talking about that, too. Yeah, instant classic game right here. That's what Adam Schefter just tweeted out, as you said, instant classic. Oh, my Lord. And by the way, great, great performance from UCLA. As an 11 seat to come in here, get to overtime and lose on a buzzer beater... Trevor, that yeah. is that that is an unbelievable job by UCLA in this game and in the whole tournament. 
Yeah. They, they, they have nothing to be ashamed of, you know. They really made a far run. First four, all the way here, there'd be a lot of good teams. They, they, you know, they, they went toe-to-toe with the best team in there. And they were they 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 played they played well with them the entire game. Yeah, they went toe to toe. You know, they had nothing to be nothing to hang their heads about. They had a really good season. And, and Trevor, really good post. we have an absolute cla- not only the was classic, Baylor Gonzaga on Monday night. Yeah, that is a game that everyone will be watching. And remember. These two teams were supposed to play early in the season, right? And because of COVID, yeah. So back in the, like late November, early December. So you know, people who were saying, you know, we couldn't see it, they got their wish. We're going to see it, and I was, I, I really wanted to see it. And this, I think it's going to be a great game, dude. I'm still a little bit shocked that that was amazing. Oh, I feel, I feel bad for these UCLA guys. They really do. I, me too. I think they want. They, they are the. You want is it lowest seed or highest seed when when you bet it's it's lowest seed right or is it yeah you call it lowest they are the lowest seed to get to the elite eight or excuse me final four wow yep and, and there it game. is nine twenty Monday night what a game holy cow all right I can switch over to dodge again now all right that was very good that that is an instant classic game right there and we have a great matchup on Monday night now. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Well, okay, so I'm happy we're here to get that on air. So that that's that's not one I ever forget. But uh, anyway, let's get back into the opening day stuff. So yeah, the defense was not great. Like I said with Frazier, we talked about Sanchez. Uh, it, it it wasn't pretty. Okay, another thing I want to talk about: Aaron Hicks. I'm fine with Aaron Hicks, even though he struck out a billion times. He struck out another three times today. I understand that's what he's gonna do. But he is a pothole in the road as a three-hole hitter. It's depressing to go from the Mayhew and Judge, who are great hitters, to Aaron Hicks, who is now an automatic strikeout a couple games into the year. Yeah, so far he has, but we'll see how it you know pans out for the season. But so far, you know, he's basically has been an automatic strikeout. Pretty much. And yeah. I'll, I'll, I've been saying this for months. He needs to be the leadoff hitter. Because it happened today. Aaron Hicks comes up with the bases loaded. I think it was in the fifth inning. Comes with the bases loaded. And and great. Aaron Hicks gets the job done. But you tell me this. With the bases loaded, who would you rather have up there? Aaron Hicks or DJ LeMay here? I'm thinking DJ. Right? Me too. And realistically, if the lineup performs the way they're supposed to, and Aaron Hicks is the leadoff hitter, and he works a walk like he always does, he walks, Judge gets a hit, and your three-hole hitter is LeMayhew, who... Puts the bat to the ball. Oh, it makes it makes perfect sense to me, Trevor. I I don't disagree with you. <laughs> it's my bot. I don't know why Hicks is batting three. That makes sense. He, if you don't want to bat him lead up, bat him down in the lineup. Put Torres in between those. Well, uh, yeah, why not? Right now, Frazier swinging the bat really well. I maybe put Frazier three. But I think that Hicks's perfect spot is lead off. That's just me though. You in in your perfect lineup, where would you have him hitting? What what player? Uh, Hicks. Jeez, uh, hard off the top of my head, but definitely you know maybe the bottom line. The bottom, okay, that's fine. Yeah, just a general spot. The bottom of the line, okay. Uh, Joe, I do have some news to tell you. What's up? Uh, the Vancouver Canucks COVID outbreak has gotten worse. We're up to sixteen players now. Really? 
That's terrible. And apparently, this is all the Brazilian variant is affected. Heavy. A lot of the team has the Brazil variant. So. Really? Yeah. So it's terrible. Yeah, I'm just reading. It, yeah, I heard it was 14, and now it's 16. And did you hear that they might have to delay the division playoffs in the north? Seriously? Because of all this? Yeah. They how long have they been off for? Well, they had a six day break, and then this happened. So they haven't. Wow. I'm gonna look that. I'm, I'm, I'm looking up right now. They're not, they're, the last time they're, they're, as of now, they can't practice until Tuesday. The next game is Thursday. But I want to see, what's the last time they played? Uh, let me just find what's the last time they yep. played. Yep. Okay. Trevor is looking for the Vancouver Canucks schedule as we speak. I know, I had all this free time because uh, I've been, you know, I've I, I, Maybe to go to bed a little bit earlier Sunday because the Canucks have a play. Right. Wednesday, March twenty fourth was the last time they played. Yeah, so you're talking well over two weeks now. Yeah, and, and it's gonna be uh, you know, and another week onto that basically. Right. Or, and that's an incredible challenge to not play for three weeks and then come out and make up all these games too. I'll tell you, your yeah, team and, now is 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 in a bad spot. Well, they're already in a, a uh, right on the bubble. Right. You know, coming in. So. It's tough. It's tough, yeah. and you know you gotta make all these. I don't know. Can, can they? Can they even get to fifty-six games? Is the question I have now. Well, they said they didn't have to. Like, if they needed to, they wouldn't. Well, right now Vancouver's at thirty-seven. So luckily, they coming into their COVID pause. They have pl- they played. They were the most team to play. They 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 played the most games in the league. Yeah. Too. I'm just trying to right. get to my words here. Now, um, but now, obviously, not anymore. They're going to be a little bit behind. Yeah, they will be a little bit behind. Just a little bit behind. But, you know, and the season ends in a month, right? Mid-May? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Man, you know, you're talking about... It's a lot of games 20, to make up. 22 games in a month? That's a Man, lot. That's, you're, you're playing almost oh, at least every other day. A lot of back-to-backs you know, in there, too. The season ends... Here we go. Uh, May May 11th. That's a, that's a little over a month. Man, you're gonna tell me that twenty two games, twenty two games in six weeks. That's being nice. And, and and it can't be any other COVID outbreaks from other teams that they play. Right. Yeah. yeah. You're asking a lot. I don't see it. If you're asking me, they, right. well, they, you're saying they might delay the playoffs. Well, it says right here, man. Cooper will need to have multiple days of negative tests. Yeah. That's that, that's that's a sticky situation you guys got out there. Yeah, I don't think they could. You know, they're saying they're out until Tuesday. You can't resume practice. I think it's gonna go longer than Tuesday. Yeah. Well, if if they're still getting it, then yeah. Let's see. Earlier this week was not the case. Blah, blah blah. With the outbreak worsening, it can certainly be said the team will be. The team will be. Uh-oh. It's expected the team will be long. Will be sidelined longer than the initial timeline. The NHL will likely have to schedule games beyond the current season end date of May 11. Do you believe this? This expansion to the North Division schedule, how it doesn't mean the playoff dates are currently set. Because of Vancouver, they might have to expand the regular season. To yeah, yeah you're talking about moving the playoffs now because of one team. That's a tough spot to be in, Trevor. Tough well, spot. Well, because I'll tell you this, because they really do have to, because coming into the because coming into the day, Vancouver was only three games behind the last playoff spot, so they had to because Vancouver right. was still in the hunt. It's not like they're out of playoff contention, yeah. They're only you know, six points out. That's right. three games. Yeah. yeah. 
that's a sticky situation you got there, Trevor. Yeah. See what I mean? My my team's closing all high. Yeah. Well, as for the Yankees, tomorrow we're getting Domingo Herman. Uh, by the way, I'm going to game Tuesday. I'm gonna see Garrett Cole. Lucky me. Oh, well. First of all, I hope it's not as cold as it was the first two days. No, I think we're getting sixty-seven degrees. You see, I'm I'm very reluctant to go to April games because it could still be too cold. So I'm very reluctant to go to. I I start in May. Yeah, but you see, I haven't been there in almost two years. Yeah. It's so like I, the I withdrawal. I will sit there in snow. I have to get there. That's I, that's I, my I, thought about this at least. I I, no, I completely understand. Right. Yeah, I just I'm not, I'm not a fan of April games. That's just me, you know. Right. So we got to talk about the other team in town, and there's no games to talk about because they haven't played a game. And similar to Trevor's Vancouver Canucks, who we talked about a second ago, uh, the Nationals are actually dealing with the COVID issues, and they're supposed to play the Mets. So the then Mets. They get, what? Then they have another positive, so it's up to four now. They have four in total, yeah. But the Mets will not be playing until Monday now in Philadelphia. The Nationals, I think, host the Braves, and they're supposed to start Monday. But, remember, this is a huge disadvantage of the Mets. Because you have a whole spring training for for a month and a half. These guys are getting ready for, the, for opening day. And then mm-hmm. you have, with the off day on Wednesday, a five-day layoff. And, you know, five days does not sound like a lot. But in baseball terms, when you're getting geared up for the regular season, which is a long, long marathon, five days could be detrimental to you. For the first mm-hmm. few weeks of the season, it really could. Yeah, it really could. And my question is, you know, I don't know if you have any information, but based on information that you know you've read or I've read, you think the Nationals are going to play on Monday? I've heard that they tomorrow they can begin practicing, and I would think that Major League Baseball. But it doesn't mean they can to, play. But no, they Monday they can play. That's the earliest they can go back. I would think no. Major League Baseball wants to get them back into practicing right away. Do you think, or is it definitely, is it definite that they're cleared to practice? Or they're, they're yes, they they scheduled practices tomorrow. Have they, I'm assuming they have to get another round of tests before they are cleared. Today, today was the first day of testing where they didn't have anything new. So I guess tomorrow they'll get their results back for, for today's round. If it's all good, then they will go ahead and practice. And they should be good on Monday then, because that's three days in a row. Yeah, yeah. And so, so the test for tomorrow morning will be a big key, see if they can. Yes. The Mets are all good though. The Mets will the Mets will go on to Philadelphia on Monday, and I guess it's it's an opening day. I mean, I see. I feel bad for the Mets fans because opening day is it's a special time. It's a special day of the year. There's only one opening day. You know, yeah. It's hard to recreate that a few days later. I agree. You know, it, it is kind of sad. And then a little, two, a little bit. It, it is a little sad. I have to. All right, and I, I, I wanted to. Throw two things at you from around Major League Baseball, and then you can, if you have anything you want to share here. Number one was the dual no hitter we had today in seven innings between Corbin Burns and uh, what's his face? Um, his name I'm blanking his name right now. Uh, Jose Barrio. Sorry, I was blanking his name. But the two of them had no hitters going into the seventh inning, and I the Twins had it until the eighth inning. Well, at that point, it was a combined no hitter. So both pitchers were absolutely dominating. You're talking about Cor- Corbin Burns, who is a dark horse to win the Cy Young Award, by the way. He struck out he struck out 11 through 6. Berrios had 12 through 6. So you're talking about two pitching dominations from both teams. Great game with the Twins that end up winning. That's number one. 
And then number two was the fight we had today between the Reds and the Cardinals. And I wanted to get your thoughts on that. Because in my opinion, Nick Castellanos is completely in the wrong here. After he taunted the pitcher, after getting hit in the ribs and then going around the bases. That was completely unnecessary in my opinion. I wanted to get your thoughts on that. Yeah, I, I agree with you, you know. Yeah, feisty early, I'll tell you that. Good. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, I completely agree with you. You know, you know Castellanos, you know, they, it was his fault. You know, I've seen it a couple of times. But no, and now, Joe, I've got a bit of news to tell you to go at MLB. Yeah. What's up? Josh Johnson on the 10-day IL. Oh, tell me about it. I, got, I have my fantasy team. You can tell me about that. And we called Brent Rooker from the alternate site. Right. And by the way, is the alternate site just going to be here until May and then that's it? Yes, it's here until May and then the minor league season is going to start. Okay. No, but yes, I am painfully aware because I have him on my fantasy team. He was my, my first oh. casualty to the IL this year. Well, my first casualty to the IL was the Nelson Lemay. Yeah, I, I don't count him because I, I knew that was happening. This guy, this guy played a, or had an at-bat. He didn't really play a game. He had an at-bat this year and then got hurt. Yeah, let's see what my uh, well, I my ESPN is just going a little differently right now. I am technically losing seventy eight to sixty six. So you're playing points. I'm winning five to two in my league right now, but we 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 obviously we do the scoring differently. But I, I, I yeah. Um, regardless, you're winning or losing. I am losing. So you're losing. I'm winning. See, fantasy baseball hits different. It's it's awesome. See, Oh, well, tomorrow I got two pitchers on uh, Urias and Sherman Iyer pitching for me. Tomorrow I, I got, excuse me, I got to sneeze if you don't mind. Tomorrow I have Dylan Cease. I'm going to sneeze on Trevor. All right. <laughs> Great. Bless you. Thank you. That was ridiculous. Okay, yeah. To me, tomorrow I got Dylan Cease. And we, we're playing an extra long week. We're not just doing one week. Yeah, and my league's all the long, and I think... I have, yeah, I, well, Manaya was my replacement for Lamette, so it's going to be a tough decision. I got a lot of good starters, so I got Blake Snell, too. Right. Castillo, so May, McKenzie. So it's going to be a tough decision for me when Lamette comes back or goes down. Right. And and who did you that. say you had pitching tomorrow? Uh, I have Julio Urias and Sean Manaya. Got it. Okay. Uh, Urias. Got it. That, that's, that's, I, I heard, I heard Manaya and hear Urias. Got it. So yeah, that that's that's our fantasy baseball update. And Trevor, anything else on opening day so far? Or not opening day, no, just major league baseball season, you know, and so far. No, Baltimore's two and zero now. By the way, just wanna. What did you say? The Orioles are two and zero. By the way, just and so are the Detroit Tigers, I think. Yes. And the Kansas City Royals. One more thing. I just want to say one more thing. The Royals scored eleven runs today, and then opening day there was a slugfest. They scored fourteen. I told so the Royals. Uh, okay, well, they've, they've given up about 15 runs in two games, too. Yes, and, but I'll tell you this, the, the, you know, Joe, we talked about, you know, well, if we sign the trading block, you know, the Yankees could take a look at him. If his average is up, Joey Gallo's had a good first two games. So far, so good, yeah. Well, it helps when your team scores 15 runs in two games. Yes. It does. Now, now if his average is, you know, acceptable. Like 250, and, right? Like, what, 240, whatever, and, you know, the Rangers had a contention, you know, if you're the Yankees, would you call I, I, I listen. I, I, I give a call and, and give him an offer. 250 though. Nothing less. I'm talking about the batting average, not not the money. Well, how about if I gave you 10 points less, but he has 10 more home runs than you expect? No. Because he's, no. he's just on the strikeout. He's got to be somewhat productive to me. But if he's 250, you would give him a call. 250, I, I, would, I would call up and, and give him something, yeah. And I, I got to give you one more thing also. That... Jake Arrieta returning to Chicago was brilliant today. It was a cool yes. sight to see him back at Wrigley. Now, 
it was. What happened to Ty uh, Buteri's retirement? Oh, uh, Ty Butter retired. I did see Butter, that. Yeah. yeah. He's. I. What's I think. I, I. saw the headline. I didn't read the whole article. It was that he was playing baseball for the money and fame, and then he wasn't happy with himself about it. I mean, all right. So basically, the guy was a lunatic. So I'll yeah, well, he said he was playing baseball for the wrong reasons. I mean, hey, good for you. If you don't want to play, then don't play. Get get out. Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> Any, anything else on baseball? No, uh, I, Joe. By the way, also, I'm circling my calendar. April sixteenth, Dodgers Padres first matchup. Yes, the, the, all those games this year are going to be must watch. Yeah, I'm circling my calendar for that. I completely agree. All right, so this is going to be a short show, but I did want to give you the chance to talk about the carnival this weekend. I know the race was pretty close, and there was some that one horse died too during the carnival. So if you go, go ahead and give me your reaction to those carnival races, I'll meet my mic for you. Well. First off, in the World Cup, the big one, we had, it was a USA win, so the you know US keeps its dominant. US keeps its dominance in the in the World Cup, which is not surprising. So, so, so the US, anyway, it, it looks like a nice horse. So, um, yeah, he'll be back late in the summer. Uh, Japan got second, and France got third. So a world finish, to say the least. Uh, and, and a couple other races, you know, in the, the race before the Shima Classic, the worst that. When the Saudi Cup, the richest race world, came out to win again on a different surface, um, so, so that was you know the, you know he's very versatile. He went on both surfaces. Then the, in the Dubai Turf, you know Lord North from England, he's another good horse. So I think we'll see him later down in the season. The Golden Shaheen, this uh, resentment, he won the race, and then you know right after the the finish line, we had that very unfortunate incident that happened, but he still ran very well. Uh, and the UAE Derby, uh, Rebels Romance, who could come for the Kentucky Derby, we're not sure about that yet. Still no word. He could, he could come. We're not sure about that. The, the sprint, another U.S. win. Extravagant kiss. And U- U.S. taking dominance. In the Gold Cup, we had an a England win. And then in the Gadolfo Mile was a UAE win. So England and the U.S. were the two big uh, countries that did well. Right, and I I did want to say also it was very unfortunate about that horse that did pass on after the yeah race. you know yeah, yeah to win like that and then you know to have a breakdown that, like that, that. yeah it, it was hard to watch it was yeah hard. it was I, I I I had to shield my eyes yeah. it, it, it was hard but yeah you, know, you know it happens you know just the pains for me to say this but you know our injuries are unfortunately part of every sport right and, and you know and we just and we just had a report you know obviously you know the other day, to just say that in 2020, horse fatalities were at the lowest ever. Good. Was that because they're not racing as much? or? Well, uh, you know, that certainly has to do with a part of it. You know, they, you know, but they still technically were racing some places, not as much, you know, maybe because of the pandemic. But, you know, that was only for two or three months. But just going to show you that, you know, safety in these last couple of years have come a long way. Good. Good. Absolutely right, and with that, with no carnival now, will you be doing some regular horse racing stuff? There's some other races around. I know the Derby and and, and all yeah, these big know, races, but just like on a weekly basis, will you continue to do some of that stuff? Yeah, you know, next week we got a Derby prep coming up, so we'll talk about that. Good. You know, the, the, you know, Derby's just a couple weeks away, so yeah. Derby fever, as I like to say. Right, you could do the Derby. I mean, obviously the big ones like the Derby and Saratoga and all that, 
but you know what I'm saying? We can still do weekly stuff for you to to to, to break into this because it's, it's awesome to learn about all this stuff too. Well, yeah, I'll think of some stuff. You know, awesome. Sure, it's creative. Don't worry about it. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, you want anything else? No, it's just that. Hey, I, I tell you this. Uh, Auto for LA tomorrow, three thirty ABC. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that's gonna be something to watch tomorrow. Absolutely. Yeah. And I and I have to say this, you know, you know, no Drummond, no AD, no LeBron. That was a pretty impressive. You know, I didn't say it was against the Kings, but they handled them pretty well. Right. Absolutely. And. I know today was, uh, like, we, we kind of scrapped this together later today, but Monday we will be back to our regular show and talking about everything. So t- tonight was just kind of scrapped together. We wanted to do the, the reaction to the Final Four and yeah, he in today. But Monday we will be back at full-fledged. We'll have the Lakers stuff and the Nets stuff and, and the Yankees and the Mets and all, all the regular stuff. That'll be back Monday. But tonight was just a, just, just a quick one to get whatever we wanted to say out there. But, yeah, Trevor, anything else besides that? That's it. Yeah, so – that's Trevor Markaris, Cameron Morosco. What's up? By the way, man, to all the viewers out there and to you too, have a, uh, you and your friends have a great Easter. Absolutely. If you celebrate Happy Easter last week, we'll pass over. But if you celebrate Easter, Happy Easter tomorrow. That's Trevor Markowski. I'm Joe Morales. We'll be back Monday. This has been the MDM Podcast.